Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt, uh, and I am joined by Richard Spicer. Say hello to Richard. Good evening, afternoon, everyone. Evening, afternoon, morning, whenever it is you're watching this. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Richard, for those who don't know you, just introduce yourself. Um, hi, I'm Richard Spicer. I've been a member of the church since its foundation, um, which is a long time ago. <laughs> Makes me feel old, and the grey hairs prove that. Um, I've also been involved, and in, this is the reason why Matt wants to talk to me, uh, in prison work um, since even longer than the member of the uh, church, um, because I started it when I was a young Christian at Holy Trinity. But I'll ask Matt to <laughs> yes. leave me on the questions that he wants me to answer. And you're married to Sally? Sally Spicer, yes. Wonderful lady. Have you been married to Sally longer than you've been at Meadows, Hope? Yes. We came to Meadows with a very young daughter named Rachel. Um, and the reason we came to Meadows was we bought a house out in Wigston. Um, and although we were both going to Holy Trinity at the time, City Centre Church, we felt it was right to become part of the community. And we wanted okay. to join a church in the area rather than commute into the city basically. and you haven't been able to leave ever since and we've loved it every <laughs> single well, uh, most of the time and no one loves the church all the time no absolutely it's been our spiritual home for 30 whatever it is now 35 years probably and in that time you've done all sorts of things when i first came you were stewarding and moving chairs and and doing all of that but i was also aware that yes you were working with with prisons or in prisons um, so tell us how you got into that. Basically, as a very young Christian, and the only time the Lord has uh, really spoke to me was I'd was be I'd become a Christian. I'd been a Christian for about a year. Uh, Holy Trinity is right in the middle of the city on uh, King Street, and round the back of us was a prison with very high walls. And one day, praying in the service, I honestly felt the Lord say to me three words get into prison simple as that that's a scary thing for the Lord to say isn't it yeah but actually I find it okay Lord I was really looking what I want what you wanted me to do and um if that's what you want me to do I'll start researching how I get in there um and what I do um I did I uh, found an organization, a national organization, actually it's an international organization, but it's the, 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 uh, the, the English or British Isles, it's called Prison Fellowship Britain and Ireland. It was formed internationally by a chap called Chuck Coulson, was involved in Watergate and all that sort of stuff. But um, it, it is now international that we operate in about 200 countries in the world. And what do we do? We take Christianity into prisons. It's not to say that in British prisons there isn't Christianity. There's huge Christianity. There's a chaplaincy team in, like, all hospitals, all prisons, they have a chaplaincy. It's to say that unlike uh, you, Matt, on a Sunday where you have a wonderful congregation, um, <laughs> well, we love you dearly, and, and Lou, uh, that supports you and wants to be with you, it, it's a very lonely job being a prison chaplain. You have a whole load of lads, mainly lads, and 95% is male in in prisons um who are needy but are probably too immature emotionally in every other way to be supportive 
So as a prison chaplain, you just have need, need, need thrown at you. And what you absolutely need is your own support, your own backup, your own team that you can get along with. And that's prison fellowship's job within Britain and Ireland. We have a team in nearly every prison wow. that works alongside the chaplaincy in that prison. Um, we don't dictate at all. The chaplains dictate. It's their prison. They make the decision. In, in Leicester Prison, the two senior chaplains, Christian chaplains, are a, a, a lovely lady called Helen um, and another lovely lady called Jill, and they uh, set the ag agenda for us and what we can do and what we can't do and how we do it. And our job is to, as brothers and sisters in Christ, support them. We have lovely musicians that go in most Sundays now to play music for them. Wow. So that's on a rotor of about four weekly or five weekly. So that's brilliant. And uh, the team, two of us or three of us are in most Sundays um, to act as befrienders, talkers, make tea and coffee for the lads after the service, just to be that voice from the outside that bothers to take an interest. And you'll be I'm always gobsmacked that how um, humble the lads are that people will bother to go and see them. You know, they, they often ask, well, don't you get paid by the foreign, by the uh, home office? No. So what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. But we love you, dear brother. Why? You know, and I, it, it always challenges them. But as I said to you just there about um, lads, what you've got to remember in prison is people have time. Time is a huge issue in prison. I mean, it's horrible for a youngster. And I'm sure that you get a lot of people crying at night on their first time in prison with the doors banging. And it probably is like the Shawshank Redemption on that first evening where you probably do cry. And the next day you probably got beaten up for it. It's a very tough regime. Um, but in that crying in that uh, a lot of lads actually come to the realization even hardened lads that that it that, that life doesn't work well for them that they're not making it under their own steam so if there is another way and we offer that to them through the lord then why not look at it and take an interest in it and they've got time to look at it and take an interest mm. in it um, so we do have guys regularly, as I said to you, on a Sunday service or in the week, who actually profess that they want to come to faith. We run um, on a weekday alpha courses sometimes. We tend to run more sycamore tree courses, which are restorative justice courses based on the, the Bible. Um, and... Uh, we run as well as running those two which are absolutely per se courses we run bible study courses and we also run a, a course at the moment which is looking at conflict um issues wow. so we try within their chaplains in the education to run courses with the chaplains full permission and they're the ones that get the list and allow the lads to come um to run courses which are beneficial the only downside of leicester prison is Leicester Prison is a remand prison. There's two sorts of prison, a dispersal prison where you tend to serve most of your sentence, 
and a remand prison. Now, Leicester Prison, if you've ever seen that very, very old uh, comedy, which is my year and not yours, Matt, called Porridge, Leicester Prison is Porridge inside. Okay. Um, and um, because it's a remand prison, the average population of Leicester Prison gets completely turned over every four months. Okay. Now, the reason for that is threefold. Remand means that they have not yet get been sentenced on the whole. Yeah. So when they are sentenced, they're nearly always either going to get a walkout, i.e. they go to court and never come back. They've served, they're guilty, but they've served two months, or two months was a sentence, and they, they're not guilty, and they go out altogether, full stop. No. Or they come back into the system with a five-year sentence, but within 10 days, they're normally shipped out down to the dispersal prisons because the reason that Leicester assists uh, prison works so well for the home office and they haven't got rid of it even though it's so old and um you know probably uh, not merchandisable quality if i can put it like that in today's context um it, it it uh is because it's so near the courts and it's near the city center and it works for them and it's difficult for them to replace it with anything that would remotely be as good um, they're building a new super prison down in Glen Parva at the moment. But even then, there is no talk. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've seen it over the years, but we, no talk whatsoever of them closing Leicester Prison at the moment, um, which you think with that, and them opening a new super prison only two miles down the road, there would be, but there isn't. Um, I was going to ask how opening Glen Parva will, will change things. As far as we know at the moment, in no way whatsoever. Not Would you be involved me. with Glen Parva at all? Uh, no, although the previous chaplain of Leicester, Glen Parva, I know her well, is now uh, the senior deacon at the cathedral. Um, so um, there is a crossover within the chaplaincy, as in the actual chaplains within prison. Um, I am sure that we will get to know the new chaplains at Glen Parva pretty well. But I personally won't make it a thing unless they ask me to, to okay. go to Glen Parva. I, I, my calling was Leicester Prison and I've always stuck to it. Uh, but it's not that I am you know, wedded to it. Yeah. Um, um, and I did know one of two of the previous uh, chaplains at Glen Parva. In fact, um, going back about three chaplains at Glen Parva, his children and his wife came to our church for about okay. four years. So uh, I knew them very well. Um, so you, uh, you've talked about some of the things that you, you do when you go in. You deliver courses You um, midweek. You go in preaching and befriending um, on Sundays. Um, what kind of stories, what reception do you get? You've talked a little bit about that, but, but what's the effect of what you do? What? My personal hope of what the effect of what we do is that we draw the men out and we bring them to the Lord, full stop. Um, but in a, I have my arms around your shoulders way of bringing them to the Lord rather than a pulpit way of bringing them to the Lord. Um, the effect, ha, it can be interesting. Um, be careful what you ask for in prison. Never ask a lad what he's in for. I remember a dear lady friend of mine asked a lad who she thought she was getting on with quite nicely what he was in for, and he told he just murdered his wife. And the look of horror on her face was quite believe. So um, 
and she did cross the line. I mean, she said to me afterwards, you know, um, A, she was scared at that point, fractionally, only for a few seconds, but B, she realised that she was the one in the wrong. I had coached her, do not ask a lad what they're in for. If they happen to volunteer it, that's their business. But you really don't want to know. It, okay. colour, it can colour you. I would not be comfortable with a murder or a rapist next to me if I knew that. I'm better off not knowing it, what he's in for. Um, I want to judge Susan or it's mainly going to be Tim or Bob, isn't it? Let's be frank. I want to judge Tim, Bob, John on how I see them, not what they've got in their past. And it's not to say that what they've got in the past doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. And the prison chaplains may know that because they get access to records if they have to know it for safety reasons. But there's no real reason for us to know it. Um, and except for the lads telling us, or as to say, you make the mistake of asking them. Um, and I have been with people whom I, I found out subsequently were fairly notorious. Um, I didn't find them notorious in prison. I have never been scared in prison in my life. Um, but their history, and I only found that out, you know, some years later, was that they were related to the craze, etc. So. Um, but you look at it and you say, does that matter? No, it doesn't. Um, what really matters is, uh, I, I'm sorry about this, but that, that word from Jesus to me, get into prison, I think comes from his instruction to all of us. When I was in prison, when I was in hospital, yes. when I was, did you bother? Um, yes. And I'm not decrying people who don't bother because I perfectly understand I'm, a classic example of that, there's only so much you can do. I am just saying that if you've got the time and if you've got the inclination, it opens a whole world of seeing people um, and ministering to them. And I would say probably the most open pre uh, people I have ever met because the one thing that they really, really know is they're not succeeding under their own steam. You know, there's no point. You don't have to, on the outside, there's a point of saying somebody who, who isn't even thinking about God, you know, um, have you got time? And do you mm. think you're doing okay? On the inside, time is an absolute given. They've got loads of time. Mm. And do they think they're doing okay? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, that comes with a privilege. The privilege is that you've got to... Uh, under trust, uh, build that relationship. And you might find, you know, for three months, you build a wonderful relationship with Bob. And then the next week, he's been dispersed out to North Sea Camp or, um, uh, you know, um, Lincoln or somewhere like that. You, you do, you, that's life. But you get that, but you get that window. Yes. You. But you never know exactly when it's going to close. And it can close even when between one week and another week without them being able to tell you that it was, you know, that they often get given two days notice that they're on the move. Wow. And so you need to take every opportunity, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, just be there for them. The, the, you know, prison is a rough, horrible place. It's a place of bullying. It's a place of intimidation. Um, we try, in quotes, and make it safe with officers, etc. 
but it's like a school or it's like anywhere in life you can't not really um when backs are turned things will happen so as a lad inside you you almost have to sometimes put on this bravado and we allow them to drop all that bravado yeah if they want to. Um, they're ready to and yeah and a lot of them are um we regularly get a used to get i mean going back in years and years and years when there was only uh chapel service on a sunday morning and nothing else we used to get 100 people on the sunday service out of 300 population at least wow we're now well down from that but bearing in mind i think that's a good thing because nowadays they actually get a choice you know our sunday worshipers aren't there because somebody's got their hand up behind their back and forcing them there effectively or saying that or stay in your bed um but it's still regularly 35 ish um and those lads that you know given that they're transitory that population hasn't moved very much so it shows you that you have loads of lads looking and trying to understand and bearing in mind now that about this is a big change for us about one yeah about one in five prisoners in leicester prison are now muslim or hindu so you're only talking about four or five in cultural terms that would come to prison anyway, at chapel anyway now. Um, it just shows you. And the chaplaincy, by the way, is interdenominational. It has to be completely um, because that's a home office requirement, quite rightly. Um, the only time the chaplains put their foot down and uh, we did as well with them, it was a and that's about 20 years ago when the Home Office had the grand idea that we ought to allow white witches into the prison. And yeah, they didn't take too kindly to that, quite rightly. They, no, uh, that's not ideal, is it? They they did say that was one step beyond and yeah. that, that would be a thing that they couldn't accept and they would resign en masse over. Mm. And Home Office then backed down. Um, and, and, and you could just tell that somebody at the Ministry of Justice just wasn't thinking it through. You know, there is a line that you can ask, of course, we're going to support Muslims or Hindus or anybody else um, in a spiritual sense. But there is lines that none of us want to cross. And I think yes. they've had the same problem with the Muslims as well on that one. I hate yeah, to I'm sure. <laughs> so you're obviously, there's Sundays you're not around because you're going, there's evenings you're out or times of the day where if you can take time out, you are. Um, so how... I guess a couple of questions. How can we support you as a church? What does that look like? And and if people are hearing this and they're really stirred by it, what can they do? Um, right. How can you support me? I, I, very, very, very honestly, um, as a Christian, the number one thing that we can all do for each other all the time is pray. So how can you support me? Pray. But even more importantly, little old me, Pray for the chaplaincy at Leicester Prison. They need your support. They need to know Christians care about them and that they're not just on the front line by themselves. They're on the front line with loads and loads of prayer support and thought support, and it means a lot to them, actually. Uh, we have a once-a-month private prayer meeting with the chaplaincy on a Wednesday night. It's just been yesterday. And... Uh, why do they like that so much is because the, it's really the only time that they get individually prayed for um, um and i think it means quite a lot to them 
So that's a very practical, simple thing that we can all do. Um, uh, and that's straightforward. If if members want to get involved more, absolutely. Have we got opportunities? Loads. Uh, the only trouble down the line at the moment is that um, we run three courses on three afternoons in the prison, but they are in the afternoon. So you'd have to be able to, on a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, have the afternoon free. I can't do it. So I am at the moment not doing those things. I will, in the minute I retire in a few years time, be back doing them. Um, but retire in inverted commas. Yeah, it will be a joyful retirement. I can yeah. promise you that. Uh, but that is, uh, if you can't do that, but you still want to come in, join me on a Sunday. You know, I'll take you there. We'll get you through the, uh, you have to be uh, home office approved. You have to be cleared, obviously. But the the the, uh, the chaplains can do that for you. And um, roughly about once a month, you'll be coming into the services. Uh, on the morning and what's your job there your job is to befriend to talk to to get alongside to help to be the normal member of the congregation outside of the prison because the most important thing that you can be there is the lads are used to authority everywhere even the chaplaincy generally gets seen by the lads as authority Okay. We are the only body, I mean only, that is the truth, outside their families, who they can talk to that have no role whatsoever in a official capacity. So we are completely neutral friends there for them, and they do recognise that. Um, I go back to the Manchester riots. And who did they protect out of the prison that morning in Manchester prison 25 years ago? It was the volunteers and the chaplain. They got them out. And it wasn't the officers that got them out. It was the lads that got them out. Wow. That's how much you mean to them. Yeah. It is how much we mean to them. Because we're something that they have not seen in their home life a lot, which is love and care. And... You know, a lot of them have seen virtually none of that. So um, I am very, very touched when I start this. I could easily cry uh, if I start talking about it and think back. But that is, I have had lads just in tears on my shoulders with remorse, with sadness, with all the mess ups they've made in their lives. The fact that they're, uh, you know, single parents of multiple boys or or girls and they um they haven't been a father to any of them um it's a very broken situation for a lot of these lads and do they need somebody's <clears throat> shoulder to cry on yes but what they need the most is god and jesus in their lives um and that you can see it and it's not to say that they don't backslide a yacht we call it the yo-yo syndrome they do is to say that they try not to, and they have an intent not to. And um, we are we are as pleasantly surprised at the guys that make it. And the ones that don't make it are often what I would call institutionalized. In, in other words, and, and this is true uh, of a lot of the long timers, 
that if you've been in prison for more than six or seven years, you don't know how to survive on the outside. It's a scary place. You get fed three meals a day. It may be rubbish food, but you get fed three meals a day. You have a eight o'clock get up. You have a 5.30 curfew. And, you know, so the whole thing is a system that runs on seven days a week. Suddenly, um, you've got freedoms, you've got choices, and a lot of them can't cope, um, to be honest, frank about it. Richard, thank you so, so much for um, being willing to share with us. I know that folk listening to this will just be really moved um, and and challenged as well, I think. Um, I want to encourage people watching, if you feel like the Lord is just stirring you and you want to find out more, speak to Richard on a Sunday when he's at church. Um, <laughs> or people can email you, I guess. How would they, yeah. What's your email address? Uh, my email address is my initials, RJS, RJS, 30462, 30462 at gmail.com. Gmail. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I, but, but please just come and talk to me. Yeah. Hey, I might talk to your backside off, and I apologize for that beforehand, but um, yeah. And, and is it rewarding? All I can say is I have loved every minute of those 35 or 37 years. I've lost count now, um, but I've loved it. Brilliant. And let, I let... come out of prison more, not more uplifted than I went in. Yeah. And that's the nature of ministry, isn't it? You almost get more from it than you ever give to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'd love to pray for you, Richard, if that's okay. Yes, please do. Thank you. Father, we thank you for... For Richard, thank you for the calling you placed on his life, you know, nearly 40 years ago. And now he's been faithfully living that out. Thank you for those countless men that he's got alongside and ministered to. And we ask for more. We ask for more conversations, more love, more fruit. Keep him going, I pray, Father. And I pray for our church family that we would be the ones who visit the prisoner. I pray that you would stir us up to be involved in praying and going. And we pray for those young men and young women who are in prison, particularly the men in Leicester, Lord. But we pray that there would be folk coming to know you weekly, Lord. From darkness to light. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Richard, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, man. Um, it was a pleasure. Yeah, Absolutely. really, really appreciate it. See you later. God bless. See you Sunday.